What's up, guys? This is your boy Ace, and welcome to the podcast, Rapping with Ace, um, where I just talk to musicians and artists and just really get to know them and just pick their brain, if you will. And today I have a special guest. I have a bandmate, a best friend. Please introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Veronica Bundy. I am the guitarist for In Shallow Seas and also uh, Sean's best friend. Yay! So there's that. And it's I'm really, really excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. How was the traffic on the way here? Was it? Oh, it's D.C. Baltimore traffic. <laughs> yes. But it's all good. Yeah, you made it. You made it. You made it. So, yeah, as, as I said, um, eventually I do want to get the rest of the band on here. And um, I kind of want to just have like us just talking, excuse me, talking stuff like that. So um, if you guys checked out the first episode, I had my drummer Nelson on here, which was really phenomenal. I got really good positive feedback from that. So we're just going to keep it going. So we're just going to talk to Veronica today about her musical journey and just, you know, where she started, you know, where she was and, you know, where she sees herself in the future. So let's just get the basic questions out of it. Where, where are you from? <laughs> uh, from, from, I am from District Heights, Maryland. That I, is, that is a rough area. <laughs> it's 11. <laughs> it's a, it's 11. All right. And um, how many siblings? Uh, I have two older siblings, an older brother and an older sister. And that's, um, you know, not to mention all of the various friends who I, I count as siblings. Um, I also think it would be remiss for me not to mention that I come from a ridiculously large extended family mm -hmm. um, and we all grew up very close. So they are my cousins, but think like make my big fat Greek wedding style where it's like they're cousins, but really like we're all in each other's business. So <laughs> yeah, a lot of, a lot of family and it's all good stuff. So growing up in district hikes, um, just briefly, you know, what was, what was that like? Just that area? Was it like, I mean, district Heights isn't bad, but like, was it a rough area or? Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I had I, I first want to just start by saying I had like really good friends that I'm still friends with like since diapers. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think a lot of it growing up was you don't realize what you're in until you're like older and then you're like oh wait hold on this isn't normal to pick up like heroin needles and bullet shells from your front yard. <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> um, but I mean for the most part we were fine. I yeah. mean keep your head down. I mean, we did have like break-ins and stuff like that. You do have to be mindful, um, of, of how you act. Um, but I feel like that's, that's, that's anywhere, right? Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't act a fool anywhere you go. It doesn't really necessarily, <laughs> I don't care like, how regimented right. you're from. It doesn't yeah. stick to just one environment. You know, it's kind of like, you know, like the saying, like there's a ghetto everywhere, if you will. So yeah. what was the, um, so, you, you know, you got siblings, you live in a district height. Where, where, when did Veronica go? I want to learn guitar <laughs> and like, for, and then why, and why guitar out of all the other instruments? Well, there's actually a little bit of a background. Guitar is not my first instrument. Um, I don't even know what I'm about to push. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I meant to push something else. I didn't even know what it is. Let me go back. Oh to no, that. I'll take you're, the applause. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I don't get applause now. Uh, no. So in, 
pure, you know, stereotypical sibling fashion. Um, my sister, she is five years older than me. And, she, and even to this day, and, and I, if she listens to this, she's going to say, Veronica, stop. But like, no, <laughs> I think she's, she's beautiful. She's amazing. She's perfect in every way. And just like any younger sibling who's like, oh my gosh, my older sister is perfect. Um, you just, you you kind of have that in your head. And my grandmother, Italian grandmother, just as Italian grandmother as one could be, um, she wanted one of her grandchildren to play piano, like just play music. She desperately wanted that. And my sister, um, I guess you're listening to the podcast. You can't tell I'm five one, so I'm a, I'm a shorter <laughs> person. My sister is the tallest one in the family at like five, six and a half, five, seven, which now in hindsight saying that out loud, that's pretty short family still, but, right. um, she, um, my sister has really like long fingers. And so my grandmother was like, oh my gosh, you're going to be a wonderful piano player. My sister hated it. My sister was like, I want nothing to do with this. Uh, so in swoops, little sister, who's like, oh, perfect sister does not know how to. And, um, I just, I took to it. My grandmother got us this like keyboard and I just went in and I just started like messing around. I'm like, Oh, okay. This sounds good with this. Sounds good with this. And just playing around with that. Mm -hmm. Um, my aunt, um, I guess technically a great aunt, she had a piano in her house and whenever my dad would go visit, I would also play there. So I just kind of like taught myself Mm. basic stuff there. Um, and that just really drove this desire of like, wait, no, I actually enjoy playing music. I love doing this. Um, so as the years continued, I mean, it would just be like any instrument that anyone would be willing to donate or pass on or anything like that. I'm like, I want to learn it. I want to play it. Give it to me right now. Um, so over the years I learned like a lot of different, you know, instruments. Um, Mm. my dad actually worked at the school I went to, so I was able to go into the band program, um, which was a really cool opportunity because I was able to learn a lot of like music theory and how to read music and, Mm. um, sighting, sight reading and things like that. Um, to the guitar part, um, <laughs> same deal. Um, there was a donated guitar. I was really interested in learning it. And um, I, there was a gentleman at church. Um, we grew up Catholic and he played like, it was like a folk kind of style of right. worship every day, or not every day, every Sunday. And um, he taught me the basics on guitar. He gave me 10 lessons and it was simple. Like, okay, this is your G chord. These are your notes. And if you're still interested, you're going to teach yourself from here. And I was mm-hmm. like, I am still interested and I am going <laughs> to continue on learning there and, and eventually got a, um, a guitar that wasn't, you know, a donated one. And, um, it was just, I loved playing. I had a cousin who was also learning at the same time and, um, aging myself a bit here, but, uh, he introduced me to mxtabs.net. Nice. Yes. And that was like, wait, I can learn all these songs. And, and I, I think I still have it at home, a folder, like, uh, maybe three, four inches thick, actually two folders, like three, four inches thick of just tabs that I printed out over the years. Um, you didn't know about ultimate guitar. Uh, Ultimate Guitar came, came a little later. Oh, okay. um, That was when I was maybe like 16, 17. Yeah. Um, and just continued learning and piecing things together. And Were um, your folks mad yeah. about like the you printing out all that paper? Because that's a lot of ink. Uh, that's a lot of ink. Uh, <laughs> and was it like front and back or was it like one sheet, ooh, two sheet, three sheet? It was sheet? one sheet, two <laughs> sheet. Oh, mom, if you're 
you're listening. Thank you for your sacrifices. Um, like, this is like the third time I had to go to Office Depot. What's going on here? Right. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, thank you, Mom. So, uh. so you, you were self-taught with the piano, mm-hmm. and, and then you kind of learned music theory. Now, I talked to Nelson about this, and I think we we both were kind of like self-taught. So like, what do you think is the advantage to music theory? Like we, we hear a lot of talk about it. Um, well, first of all, explain music theory to people who don't know. Um, if you can. Yeah, no. (laughs) So I think a really, let's do it like this. You go outside and you see a tree and a tree is beautiful and you don't really need to know much beyond the tree is beautiful. Or, and, and that's fine. Right. And you can be curious about like how the roots grow and how mm-hmm. everything goes. But I mean, you don't really necessarily need to know that to be, uh, enjoy the tree's beauty. Right. Um, knowing music theory is like, no, I'm going to learn how the roots work. I want to learn the root system. I want to learn about chlorophyll. I want to learn all about all of those things that they teach you in ninth grade biology. Um, <laughs> right. and that's kind of what music theory is, is like, it helps facilitate what can already come naturally, which you can already learn by ear, but it just kind of puts names and I don't want to say exercises. Um, it just ex- explanations behind what you would already know, even just listening or like playing by ear, or just practicing. Right. So do you think that, um, and then we're going to go back to the musical journey, but I think this is a good topic because, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, lot of fuel or not fuel excuse me like debate on like music theory and some people feel like if you you know people feel like people who know music theory are like think they're know-it-alls kind of do you do you feel that way I mean you I know you personally so I know you don't come off that way but do you see the like the whole like so I guess music theory is like the science behind music it's like the explanation of the tones and how certain notes work and I'm just doing stuff with my hands at this point, (laughs) which I can't see. But um, like, so how do you feel about, I guess the question is, do you feel like everyone should know music theory to an extent or you think it's like, it's okay. Like you said, you could just admire the tree and you're fine with that. I think there's a few layers to what you said that I want to tell. Yeah, peel peel back the layers. Let's peel back this onion uh, Shrek style. So, Um, first and foremost, I, I, I do need to get into one of my quick philosophies on life. Mm -hmm. Have fun with it. Absolutely. So many people take things way too seriously and way too intensely and that's fine, I guess, but like, enjoy it. Like, don't get too in the weeds. Like, right. Mm -hmm. Um, and the reason I say that is as it relates to the kind of know-it-all aspect of music theory, right? Like, mm-hmm. I do feel like there are musicians who get so in the weeds of like, oh my gosh, dude, did you do this whole thing in the scrongle? And, you know, you know, it, it just, it gets so deep into the theory of it. And I think that takes away from the beauty of music. Absolutely. And so I think music theory is cool to know number one um i'm a math person so for me it's just it's a fun topic mm-hmm. um not everyone is a math person and I so i not. right and i recognize <laughs> that and that's fine <laughs> i think music theory can be helpful in that it's easier to explain like oh hey can you play a c sharp 
right. versus, okay, hey, what tuning are you in? Based on the tuning you're in, this is what your C sharp is. Can you play this fret? Right. See how it's just easier to say C sharp. So I think there's a, an advantage of communicating things when you're saying, oh, I want to play this song in like 7-4 tempo or something right. like that. Um, but... I don't think it's like, I think you can still be a good musician by ear, by feel. And ultimately I think that ear, that feel, that vibe, I mean, I can, you can know everything on paper and that's beautiful. That's a wonderful thing. But if you don't have that like vibe and you just want to go with it and like, I can see on paper why that this, that this, um, key is changing mid song, Right. But I, as a composer, like if, if you can't feel like, but this is why it's changed, you know what right. I mean? Like yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter. I can throw all the theory at you in the world. You need, you need both. Um, and I think theory is just really helpful in communicating it. It's helpful to see it, especially if you're like a visual person. Um, but ultimately it's just a way of explaining things that people have been feeling, have been doing for millennia. Yeah. That makes sense because I remember jamming with a guy and he was like, he could shred, like shred, but he could not write a song. Mm -hmm. And he knew music theory. He knew like all the notes that went together. If I played something, he was like, I already know what I'm about to play to that. But then when it came down to doing the structure, he was like, I, I can't write a song. Like I can shred, but I can't do a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge. And so I guess that goes back to your point that you know, music is, is it, it's good to have that knowledge, but there's more to music than just putting notes together. It's actual like a feeling, you know, and I like this definition of music It's the expression of thought through tone. So it's feelings in there and stuff like that. So thank you, Veronica. So for the people who didn't know, including me, music <laughs> theory, you know, thank you for explaining that. So back to your musical journey. So now you've played piano and now you're on guitar and you your father was working at the school, so you got to be in the band program. So I would say at what point, like, well, I always ask Nelson this, I'll ask you, was there a cutoff point in your house where you was like, it was like, it was like, Veronica, give it a rest. Like, it's time to put the piano up. It's time to put the guitar up. I, um, I think I grew up in a, a, a very different household than most. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, my father was an artist, a visual artist. Okay. And, um, there was a lot of pain and suffering and just like genius 3d multimedia kind of stuff going on. And, um, like this is kind of like the way the world works and just the way his mind saw the world right. that said, I mean, if I was not playing, he was blasting music. Okay. <laughs> and so, um, and just doing art and all of that. And so our house was technic really always loud. Mm -hmm. Um, also again, big family always loud. <laughs> uh, so there was never really silence in the house anyway, so to speak. So I don't think, and again, maybe my siblings and mom are going to be listening back on this. Like no child, <laughs> the, you were loud, but, um, <laughs> you were loud. uh, but like <laughs> I was never really discouraged. I'll put it that way from playing. My yeah. dad, um, was always just like, no, just like, you know, you know, when you get it, you know, when you get it. Cause mm -hmm. I know when I started I'm like, yeah, like this thing, he's like, yeah, but you ain't like got it yet. And I'm right. like, but dad, what does that mean? <laughs> um, it's just like a 90s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what does and this I, mean, dad? 
right like dad what have I made it um but I know I remember one time one of his art friends came over and they were just doing art and I was playing and then I went downstairs and they were like are you gonna are you gonna go back to playing or should we like turn the radio on and that was like one of the I was like oh my gosh I'm like I'm like cool enough to like accompany them them like drawing and making all this art um so I mean my dad was always very much like yeah no this is your art especially because of his children I'm the one and I think I can safely say this um and have it published um, <laughs> I'm the one who definitely has taken more of the art approach to right. anything um my siblings are very much not artistic and that's fine and they're they're great <laughs> and many other things that I'm I can't excel in but um I think that also like made him like no you're you're my little artist so yeah, yeah like, that's good and I think for the most part most parents when they're not artists, they don't get it. They're kind of like, you know, like me and Nelson's, we talked about it. Like our parents were kind of like, because my first instrument instrument was the trumpet, which is a very loud instrument. And it's very loud, but it's also very annoying when you're hitting the wrong notes and you're trying to hit the <laughs> F. And it's like, and my dad would just be in the other room like, all right, Sean, like that's enough. Like I got to go to work. So, um, but it didn't really discourage me. It was just like, yeah, I mean, I knew trumpet wasn't going to last, but I, I, I think it's very interesting that you did have a father who was kind of like, no, like I want you to like pursue this and I want you to continue it. So you mentioned my next point was um, you said your dad was like, you don't got it yet. So when when did you realize you were like, this is it? I got it now. Like very recently, actually, like within the past year. Wow. Um. So it, it, touching back to what we were, you know, previously talking about. Um, in terms of like, you know, you, you had that friend who was able to shred, but mm -hmm. they couldn't write a structure. And so, um, I was learning and I kind of went down the route of, <laughs> I mean, it was in the thousands who didn't go down the <laughs> route of like emo punk mm -hmm. touched on metal a little bit. Yeah. And, um, and this is like, no, I, I truly mean this in no disrespect to those genres because I literally listen to them almost every day. Um, but there's a sense of like when you're playing it, you're playing notes and you're playing scales really fast. Mm -hmm. Where's the feeling behind it? Where's the emotion? Mm -hmm. um, someone broke your heart and you're playing a scale. How does that equate? You know what I mean? Right. Um, no, I get and, that. and so my dad was much more of a, like a jammer. And um, I have very vivid memories. My dad also played soccer and Thursday... Thursday evenings were practices and afterward they would all go into the van. My dad had a, a white van and they would just blast Santana and everyone would drink and have a great time. And like, and just have Italian <laughs> Ecuadorian, but yeah, <laughs> um, but just, um, party and just enjoy themselves. And that was what my dad was like, you have it when you can just jam and everyone's vibe and there's no veil. We're all having a good time together. And it's like, I understood it. And I'm like, but dad, like I can play this Santana. Like I can jam. He's like, you can copy. Mm. Can you create? And he always said that like, okay, I, I see you can copy your talent. Like, but can you create, create it? Mm -hmm. um, I remember one show um, in Of Apollo, which I guess we'll get to a little later. We'll um, get to Of Apollo. <laughs> it's so much drama. <laughs> um, but he actually told Trevor, the singer, um, my then boyfriend, now husband, quit your day job. Like y'all got it. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> and that was, I think when he was just like, nah, like, yeah, you, y'all, y'all can jam like you're there. But I was like, I don't, I don't quite get it. But 
recently, and I think this kind of, I don't know if this is going to answer other questions. Maybe I should just pause it until no, we no, get there. Um, but like, I have always had a bit of a love hate relationship with music. Actually. I love it. I love playing. And I, I'm actually really curious if, if you've had a similar experience, but it's almost like when you do it too much, it burns. Ooh. You know what I mean? It's, I know that feeling. Yes. Yeah. It's like, I love playing, but I'm getting too into it and I'm getting too emotional and I have to pull from places I don't want to pull in order to create. And I don't like that, but I like playing and what do I do? And, um, after of Apollo, um, <laughs> I, I took a, a long break from music. I mean, some of it was necessary, but some of it was like, I just need to stop. Right. Um, and, in shallow seas our our project was the first band that i had joined um other I'm, I'm in a i'm in a band romana blue and they do like on off shows but like the first consistent band i've been in um in years almost 10 years and i was like i was enjoying it and i'm playing and i'm like okay but like i'm getting too close okay here's the burn and then i really felt it this past summer when i i did this show angel number no. nine i played guitar uh for a theater production that was about a band and a touring journey and a weekender and all that. And, um, consistently playing four nights a week mm. for a month performing and then rehearsals leading up to that. And just really feeling that burn of like, I, I like music, but this is a lot. Like, how do I, how do I get there? Right. Um, and it kind of, that was my aha. I, th I, th I think I got it moment was, you know, realizing that, oh, how, like the energy that I give through music and how to protect that energy and how to have like self-care so that I can do that. Mm. And then being able to just fully feel free, not depending on anger, not depending on sadness or trauma or whatever, but just like, no, this is just the energy of the moment and whatever comes out, comes out. Mm. That was when I was like, all right, dad, I think I got it. Nice, nice. That was um that was that was a lot. I'm almost speechless. Uh well thank you guys for listening to the podcast. No, right. Kidding. I know I'm so I like I uh no. I, I You're fine. Off. That reminds me of um that reminds me of Zuko's uh character arc where he was drawing anger from the fire bending and he had to learn a new source of so I was like, Okay, okay, I, I'm I'm pu I'm putting the dots together. And yeah, um just to touch on that, like yes, I've definitely have felt burned from music um i'm a very very my wife knows this i'm a very emotional person i'm very sensitive and i put a lot of energy and emotion behind my music even like the rapping stuff like when i just do bars and i'm just you know i'm cold as this or whatever it's like i i i draw i'm very critical of myself and i'm very critical of the stuff that i put out i don't like to put out garbage and so i'm constantly criticizing myself and it gets to the point where like you said like i have a love-hate relationship with music too i love it to death i have a i created a booth i i, I got my you know set up over here and stuff but then there's days where i'm like i don't really feel like doing this anymore like i don't know if this is something i want i've i have quit music and then got back with it like <laughs> in like three weeks tops, you know, yeah. it's, 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 it's a wild roller coaster. And I think that, um, and we'll touch upon this when we get into of Apollo is when other people start affecting that, you know, like you, when you start drawing energy from those people, but the energy they're giving you is like 
not sufficient and you're not being reciprocated for the energy you're putting out there. So now you're like, I want this to work, but like, I feel like I'm the only one that's like dying over here and everyone else is just kind of like doing their own thing. So let's, let's get into that bag. That's a whole bag. So, okay, let's, let's, let's backtrack. So you, you're jamming, you're, you're killing it on guitar. So do you at what, do you stick to like guitar as like your main thing or were you still kind of going back and forth with piano as well? Um, interestingly, I was actually going back and forth with bass at that time. What? Uh, sorry. <laughs> Don't mean to like take your <laughs> instrument there, Sean. No. Um, so the, <laughs> um, <laughs> what's so funny? What's so funny about bass? <laughs> no, I, um, the first band I was ever asked to be in, they needed a bassist. Nice. And they were like, hey, you play bass, right? I had never played bass a day in my life. <laughs> and I was like, but you know. I'm, what was the name of this band? Do you remember? The Flowers Are Dead. I was 14. Well, then my chemical romance mm-hmm. era. Yeah, yeah. 07. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I was 14 and um, they were like, hey, you know, we need a bassist. Do you play bass? And you're 14 and you're asked to play a band and like music has always been my life. I'm like, uh, yeah, I play bass. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, I mean, it's just, it's, it's the same thing. It's just a lower octave. I can figure it out. I can figure it out. Um, heads up to everyone listening. Bass is a different instrument than guitar. Hell yeah. <laughs> Please respect the bass. Is a different yes. Don't be like 14 year old me. And, um, the first band I was in, I played bass and I initially like most guitarists who go to bass played it like a, a guitar on bass. Mm-hmm. Um, the drummer that I met, Danny Ray, who I still play with to this day. Is she like, was in that band? Uh, yeah, he was. Um, he is still. He, that was the band I met him in. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and <laughs> that was where we first bonded. And that's where we like became family and everything. Because we um, his mom actually sent me and him both to his room because the the guitarist and the singer were like getting in a fight because they were dating and they were like she was like Danny Veronica go to Danny's room and I'm like yes ma'am like I'm not <laughs> I'm not gonna fight that and that's when I was like all right well we're family now and family we are um, yeah. all these years later I got a funny story about Danny I'll, I'll tell it when we get to the other part <laughs> I was like that. oh really? we got a, I got a funny story um <laughs> but um so I played bass and Danny's dad I remember actually was like Hey, you got something like keep playing. And I'm like, Oh, what, what so, is this thing? Someone, that, someone believes in me. <laughs> someone's saying I got it. What is this it that I have? This is it. And so I kept playing and then Danny was like, okay, so, and Danny came from like a Motown, like funk background. That makes sense. Yeah. And so he was like, Hey, the kick follow that. And I'm like, okay. And so like through him, I was able to learn about, about drumming or about drumming <laughs> no that, you're on drums now? i mean i can i can keep a beat but i'm not a drummer <laughs> um but um i was able to kind of learn like bass as an instrument mm-hmm. which then helped me learn guitar as an instrument and respect guitar because i was able to understand the differences between them um and so i would bounce between like bass and guitar um what bass did you play do you recall? dude i don't need i th- <laughs> and Ibanez, I believe. I believe. Did you buy it or like did someone give it to you or I bought that from Guitar Center? Uh Hotlix back in the day when Hotlix was a thing back in Waldorf. Hotlix was a thing. Hotlix was a thing. <laughs> um got a lot of guitars from Hotlix. <laughs> um 
but yeah, that was kind of where I was bouncing back and forth. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, I mean, as we all see how that wound up, I, I am mainly a guitarist now. <laughs> I do enjoy playing bass because mm -hmm. I think it's helpful to like know other instruments and like keep yourself familiar with other instruments. Yeah. Um, and just from a purely technical standpoint, playing bass is so good for finger strength when you're a guitarist and it's so good for like being able to do like a lot of fret stuff. So um, that is true. And um, so the 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 boyfriend and girlfriend they get into an argument, and then you and Danny are like, "Let's you guys split, you guys leave." How do you how do you guys what happens to that band? So what? Oh man! Um, so they started fighting. They got back together, and then me and Danny were like, eh, "I think we're like this is like becoming more of a an opportunity for them to make out because we're in high school <laughs> than um than actually band practice." So we ended up quitting, mm -hmm. and then we he and I started another band. Was that Mercury Rain at that point? I believe that was Mercury Rain. Um which was a really cool like fusion band. I mean, to be perfectly honest, most of the bands Danny and Danny Ray and I ever do is um, fusion. fusion. Mm -hmm. um, that band dissipated. Then we started lose, lose situation. I feel like I'm missing a band in there, but then we, I think we started lose, lose situation. Um, that is the band where I met Trevor. Okay. Um, and we did this cover of every time we touch cause every time I touch, you know, that song. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, played that, had a bunch of people in and out of that project was in a, a few like projects where we had a lot of rappers and we did a lot of rap fusion for a bit. Word. Word. Um, I did not rap <laughs> as you can tell from my word, um, <laughs> but, uh, did that. Then we were in ellipsis, um, which was a, another rap rock fusion. And I believe then we just kind of like, again, projects as, as we continue, we did, um, and then we've been doing like Romana Blue on and off since then. Mm -hmm. um, I think, again, I think I'm missing stuff in between. Oh, um, uh, da, da, da. Since I mentioned Angel Number no. 9, I would be remiss if I didn't mention On the Rag to Riches. It was a theater project. It was a production. Um, but me and Danny were part of the backing punk band. It was like a punk comedy thing. It was pretty oh, sick. Okay. Um, and that, but that's how I met, um, the guy who got me on to angel number nine. Oh, so. Nice. You're just, you're just connecting with people and all yeah. that stuff. And yeah, no, like in shallow seas, I think is the first project I've ever been in. And we'll get into of Apollo in a second, but <laughs> the first project I've ever been in without Danny Ray. Um, cause Danny Ray was the original drummer of, of Apollo. Right. So, yeah. So let's, that's uh that's 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 a lot. You're just connecting with people. You're literally the Kingdom Hearts of everything, connecting all the worlds together and stuff. Kingdom Hearts is light. <laughs> so you got Danny, uh you and him are like killing it in, you know, different bands and stuff. So and then you say you meet Trevor. <clears throat> now at what point do you guys come together to form of Apollo? Because you guys, people listening probably don't know, I was actually asked to play the bass in of Apollo. And I was in the, sh I ain't gonna say, it was, it was in a crappy band. I was like, nah, man, I think this band's gonna go places. And literally next day they're like, hey, Sean, I think we're gonna break up. So how did you guys form of Apollo? Well, for Sean, I first wanna say, don't we all have those moments? Am I right? <laughs> this band is, oh shit. 
Here we go again. <laughs> Dead. Um, so we formed of Apollo. Trevor and I were dating at this point. Um, oh, shit. Here we go again. You just talked about a boyfriend or girlfriend being an abandoned, and you guys do the same thing. And then thing. we do the same thing. Uh, shout out to Trevor, by the way. Shout out to Trevor. Uh, we are married now, and he is also our lead singer of In Shallow Sea, so clearly we did something right being in a band together. True. Um, so Trevor was in a band called Branch Avenue, and I'm I think... A bullet. Oh, I, my God. I'm going to find that song. Keep talking. Oh, Here. my gosh. Please find that song. Uh, Jamie was actually my jam from that band. Uh, I'll find that song, too. I'm a bullet was, was the, was <laughs> the, the crowd favorite. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... He was in a band's Branch Avenue and they were doing really well. They changed their name to Unlikely Hero. And then, you know, I'll, I'll let him tell his own story on that. I don't feel like I'm in a position where even though I was kind of with him through it, I feel like that's his story to tell. Um, but he leaves that band and mm -hmm. he and I are both bandless. Um, <laughs> but he and I are both musicians. And so it's like, dude, but we could do this. And I remember like we were in an apartment at the time. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, he got a piece of paper and he was just like, you know, if we do this and we play a show here, but then we can do this and it goes out like a circle, but we can, we can make music and like, you know, see if Danny Ray is interested in playing drums. And, um, and we're like, I was like, okay. So then I remember calling Danny Ray and I remember vividly being on that balcony, calling Danny and just saying like, so this is what Trevor's idea was. And like, you know, we can play music and I know it hasn't worked since we've been 14 years old, but you know, we're 19 and it's different now. Or I was 20, I was 19 or 20. I was, yeah. you know, young. And, um, he was like, okay, I'm in. We just need to find a bassist. And then I don't know if now is the time that you want to talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, I yeah. think um, I was, I don't know how I became Facebook friends with everyone, but I think it was just a small scene. I think we just knew mutual people. But I remember Danny, he hit me up and he was like, hey, um, you want to play bass? And I was like, I would. Because I remember you guys had Runaway, the acoustic version on YouTube. And I remember Danny was in the background and you were in the front playing lead. And Trevor was, his hair was like super emo. And I was like, man, these guys sound good. And I think at the time, I forgot what band I was in, but I just, and I don't even think I had a car. I was like, yeah, this is going to be a hassle. And um, so I was like, nah, I don't think I can do it. And um yeah, so then that that's the end of my story. That's <laughs> that's the end of the saga until I come back like later on. Yeah. Um and I, I do I, I feel like I forgot this piece, it's so important. Um we did have a bassist, Sammy. He was in our project Ellipsis. Mm -hmm. Um, an, an amazing bassist. Um and so he recorded we had one single, and I don't even remember what the name of that single was. And but this was with of Apollo. This was with of Apollo, and we did the one single, and then um, then he had to leave for I don't even remember the reason at this point. But um, he was a secret agent. He he was a secret agent. That sorry guys, the secret's out. He's an agent. Now he's just an agent. Um, <laughs> but then that's when the the search for a basis started, and that's um, we we got an individual, and she was really really good, and um, we started seeing a lot of like local, I, I maybe I'm tooting my own horn, but we started to see like a lot of like local success. Mm -hmm. And then, um, just, you know, 
what everyone wanted out of the band became completely different. And oh, oh, let's let's slow oh, it down. Let's slow we're it down. slowing down. Let's we're slowing slow it down. Because we 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 want to we want to we want to stir the pot a little bit. We want the Ouch. food to marinate. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> so who who is the individual? If are, are you okay with saying who the if, individual? If you are, I, I'm I'm I'm, okay. I'm fine. <laughs> this, her name was Tots. Um, we we called her Tots. Um, and so she was our bassist, really good bassist. Uh, she yeah. came from a more of a progressive background, but it, it fit our tone like really well. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but I think, and again, I say Danny Ray is uh, like, I literally text him so often. I mm-hmm. should probably text him after this too. But, um, ultimately I think what it boiled down to is like, we all did not communicate properly because right. we're still young and we're stupid and we're like, drama filled and we could have just talked to each other um so let's you know i'm, I'm no poke it. i'm gonna i'm gonna cut this this cake open cut it open <laughs> what flavor is the cake that's the, actually the real question i need right now <laughs> uh lemon pound cake i don't know i'll take it yeah, i'll take okay. it All right, i'll take it <laughs> so um you guys are in a band. You guys are seeing local success. So let's talk about the good parts before we get into the drama. So, like, what are, what was the first show you guys had as of Apollo, uh-huh. if you recall? It had to be in D.C. because I feel like everyone's first show was in I D.C. Like everyone's first. No, our first show was in Jersey. Y'all I went, don't know. Y'all went out of state? That's, like, backwards. We, um, I don't remember yeah, that's how. Plan. I don't know. It wasn't. <laughs> I don't remember how it happened. But we got a gig in Atlantic City for a festival. Arts Fest. <laughs> Arts Fest. Arts Fest was amazing, by the way. It Shout was. outs to Arts Fest. It that was, was so fun. It was very professional. Um, yeah, no, everyone was phenomenal. Um, but no, it was some kind of punk festival. And mm. um, that was our first show. We played. It was really fun. And we got asked questions from this like radio. It wasn't like an actual. I'm not going to say actual. That's rude. It was a um, it was an online radio Mm-hmm. Um, and we did an interview with them later on and I don't recall the name and I, I I'm sorry for that I wish I had that prepared that's fine <laughs> but um yeah we we did that Atlantic City show and then from that we were able to get more shows in the area I don't recall what our first local show was I do remember we frequented <clears throat> Charm City Art Space. Rest, rest in, in peace. peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> Jinx. Uh, but yeah, Charm City Art Space and The Pinch also rest in rest peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> um, were the our Pinch main had some spots. good food. Pinch had yeah. the best food, man. The food was hitting. I love that. It, um, was, it, was, it was so like, also like really in your face too, because like the stage was just like a little step up and then like the crowd would be like literally in your face. And I loved that. I love when there's no veil. Right. And now I guess we can get into that later. Um, cause I only just recently experienced that for the first time within shallow seas, which is really cool. But, um, the pinch had one of the, a really fun show that yeah. we played. I remember, um, we played and we had mosh. We had like a wall of death and we were just, it was one of those, like everyone is going in, everyone is partying and it was raining. And the, the ceiling, cause, um, I don't, for anyone 
listening who doesn't remember the pinch or has never been in the dc area uh the pinch the place where you play would be downstairs right um and so i remember it was raining that day and at towards the end of our set there was literally a leak in the roof that started like pouring through and i always laugh i'm like guys i can say for once in my life i did bring the roof down but um if i had a loop if you had a (laughs) if i had a loop for that if you had a wah 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 I, I did, but it's on the other one. So the pinch, yes, rest in peace to pinch, rest in peace to Charm Art City Space Space. I think that's where I actually saw you guys. That like, sounds right. Yeah, you guys, um, Tots, uh, she had a boyfriend who used to just follow her, her around like a fucking shadow. It was like, who is this kid? But I remember seeing you guys and I just remember being like, man, you guys are really, really good. And I was really impressed with her playing, like her her bass playing. She was really good, and she was very, um, like almost like per like like all the notes were hit like perfectly and everything. Like you guys were like really good. So I remember me, Nelson, and my friend Steven went to that show, and then we went out to get some beers after that. So you guys are playing shows and stuff like that. Um, do you guys do any type of touring, like just weekenders or anything like that? don't recall doing any weekenders i do recall definitely like overplaying in dc at one point you're like i'm sick of this yeah no i mean it was like one or two shows a week in dc on the same set list and we aren't we weren't that level to be doing <laughs> the same set list of originals um but that i think is kind of when things started to be like okay this is so much um booking shows and writing music and then Mm. trying to handle like the drama and the miscommunication between the band and eventually the it just it it became too much and um danny ray just said you know i i I can't do this to protect his you know his own his own self i mean we've talked about it and i don't i don't blame him for that decision um i mean it definitely was like we we he and I had to heal after that, but I think it definitely made us stronger as friends, right? Um, because it taught us I don't care how long we've known each other, we still need to communicate. <laughs> uh, so now, like he and I are like very much like, hey, are we communicating this properly? Because I'm not losing you because we're family, and you're not allowed to go anywhere ever. Um, <laughs> but he he left the band, and then that's when we brought in another drummer, and we never really wrote any new we tried to write like one song and I'm actually really angry because I loved that riff and I cannot remember that riff. It's in there somewhere. It's no. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I need to just like unlock, I don't know, like unlock some chakras and like right. go to the eighth <laughs> gate and all that. Um, so what, what was some of the dramas or like, what was, when did you start noticing the dramas beginning? Because you know, everyone has that honeymoon stage where everything's like perfect. You know, we're all coming to practice on time and then, you start getting those can't make practice this week or, uh, you know, so w- what was like the early stages of where you were kind of like hint, hint, nudge, nudge. I'm sensing some drama here. I, I think it all does just go back to the communication aspect of it. So mm. once I noticed that all of us had to talk to each other individually and we could not talk in a group. Like we would talk in a group and what would be someone's concern that they've mentioned to me individually would not get brought up in the group. Hmm. And then it would just kind of be like a lot of like on the side conversations, but just like the kids game telephone, 
that never works, right? right? Like you need to be able to talk about things. And the telephone game eventually got like, well, what do you mean this person said this? Oh my God, well, what do you mean they feel like this? All right, well then I feel like this. And it's like, okay, well this person says they feel like this. And very typical. Were you the messenger for everyone? Um, I think <laughs> <laughs> I think we all played messenger. I think we all played instigator. Okay, I'm glad you, you, yeah. you, you, you know, a lot of people are like, no, I was... I was the saint. Like, no, 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 I'm not a saint. <laughs> um, I, I won't pretend to be an ever. Um, I mean, I, I definitely think I instigated stuff. I definitely think mm. that I wasn't clear in my communication. I think I, um, I was just like, I want to play, but then also like, but I, I do want to hang out still. Like, I, I, I think I was 20 and I didn't know how to properly speak to people. Um, I think I'm 30. I don't, I don't know. Um, but. And now I'm 30. I don't know. I don't talk to people either. No, respect, respect. respect. Um, I just want to, I want to, I want to applause that because we, we, a lot of people look back on it and be like, no, I, I, I did everything right. No, you, no. you didn't. And I, I can say that in certain situations that I definitely was the victim, but I was also the person to do certain things to people. So you got this, you got this group and everyone's feeling certain things and you're kind of going to one person like, Hey, I feel this way about this guy and uh, you know, vice versa and stuff. And so, um, before we get into that, I did want to talk about you guys did record an EP. We did record an EP, uh, and it did slap. And, um, I, 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 I listened with, Eric Taft, um, shout out. Um, and it was really good. Um, loved that music. I actually, fun fact, still do warm up with one of those songs from that EP. I I, I know which one it is. It's the, um, it was, it was a really good, like, I loved that song so much. I think we, we did a really good job. Like, yeah using in that ep like and, and that's what i'm saying like it, the band did not break up due to lack of talent again if i'm sounding slightly conceited but mm, i talented. i think <laughs> i think it was really i, I love the sound i think it was just the personalities of who we were at the time we knew each other did not mm. mesh yeah and so um you guys recorded ep you guys are playing shows um there's a little bit of drama going on and you know danny leaves oh let me tell you the story so now the danny uh i just remember he would always order uh was it bloody mary's or and i remember he was like i used to come to you guys shows i don't remember that it was it was it was um i want to say jam and java because they used to have a they have a bar oh god yeah okay they have a bar right there and the stage is kind of there and i remember i used to come to you guys shows and, you know, um, just to show support and stuff. And Danny was like, you doing anything? I was like, no, I'm just chilling. Go give me a Bloody Mary. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And um, I remember I needed a ride home. And Danny was like, no, I got to go. I got to go to my girlfriend. Like, no. That is one thing I will shout out, Danny, because Danny has always been even in of Apollo day, like uh, always has always been so good with like, these are my boundaries. Yeah. There I'm is not, no crossing them. I'm not like, driving. I was like, you yeah. got it. You got it. Yeah. So I had to catch the train, but it was cool. Um, and so Danny leaves, um, you guys get a new drummer is the drummer Zach. Yes. And you guys kind of continue 
Do you still continue with Tots as bassist? Yes. Okay. And I think you guys did record an acoustic song. Danny Ray was technically still our drummer at that point. Okay. Um, with that acoustic song that came up. With Sylvia. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Which also slapped. Um, slapped. And the sad thing, I am just going to quickly say, the sad thing about it being an acoustic one is live, like the full band version, which we unfortunately never got to record. That's like way better. It had like a go-go break in the middle and it was, it was just, it went in. Like that was such a good song and, but it had such a different feel acoustic. It was just. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I like that one. It really showed Trevor's like vocal range in that one. I mean, even Runaway. But I think that one was kind of like, ooh, like he he really got that soft, melodic, you know, post-hardcore vocals. So mm-hmm. um, Zach joins. You still got Tots as the bassist. At what point do you, you know, I guess, you know, I'll have Trevor come on and he can speak his point. But mm-hmm. when do you kind of check out? There's always a point where you're kind of like, I'm I'm checking out of this. Um, I vividly remember this as well. Um I was starting to get checked out when we weren't really practicing. We weren't writing anything new. And then it was, you could tell the drama continued and it's just like, okay, well, like what's, what's really going on here. We weren't really doing anything at practices or we weren't doing as much as I would have hoped we would have been doing at practices. Um, and you know, I'm trying to book shows. I'm stressed. I I am stressed at this point. Like, Mm -hmm. And then I realized, I remember laying in bed and it's two in the morning and I can't sleep because I'm so stressed out about this band. And I was like, oh, but I don't have to. Right. And then it was like that light bulb moment. And two in the morning, I like, I think it was two in the, it was in the middle of the night and I text the band and I'm like, I quit. Sorry guys. Bye. Was it really like that or was it like a long? Mm, I don't remember it being that long. I, it might have been medium size. But you were like, I'm out. It, uh, for those who um, I I can te- I can like send paragraphs. She can. <laughs> um, this was not one of my um, infamous paragraph texts. <laughs> this was just like a guys, this is stressing me out too much. And I think I need to take away. I do wish you guys all the best luck in the world, but I'm breaking off. And I didn't even t- like Trevor knew at that point that I was upset. Mm hmm. Um, and I, I, I do want to say that the one thing that I, I respect about the way that Trevor and I play together is of course, first and foremost, forever. He is my husband first. Mm -hmm. Nothing else will ever top that. He is my husband. Um, but we're able to also like talk business and just be like, okay, but like, let's, let's discuss this and like discuss it on a level, like kind of breaking away from everything. And I appreciate that. So he knew how my frustrations, um, and I was just like, I, I don't think I can do this anymore. And I was like, I don't want this to influence if you stay or leave, but I need to leave because I'm losing my mind. And I remember sending that text and I wait that I didn't even realize was on my chest, just like lifted. And I was like, oh my God, I can go to sleep. And then I just passed out. <laughs> I'm going to go to sleep. Uh, I'm going to sleep. Like turns over farts. All right, and there's my Crohn's. Um, <laughs> anyway, hashtag Crohn's disease. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah. <laughs> Hey, visibility for Crohn's disease on a podcast. Yes. What else do you need? All right. Um, so did and yeah. uh, did Trevor? Um, because he he alluded to this, and again, like I said, I'll have him on there. He could tell his side. But once 
he found out you quit. I, I assume he he followed suit. He was like, yeah, I'm out too. He did. Uh, he shared frustrations, and again, I'll let I'll let him share those. But um, he had frustrations for sure, and so he, I think he was already teetering. And then when I was like, I think I'm done. He was like, finally. He was like, all right, yeah, yeah. And so he followed suit, and then we we moved out because we were living with a drummer at the time. Um, and then we got married six months later. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Woo! Marriage. How many years have you been married? Eight. Woof. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, you take a break from music. Yes. Like, do you do, you don't do anything musically or you just do stuff like so, like you do like maybe like your jam and stuff, but you won't like do like another band thing. So what happened was I went into this whole thought process of, again, because of the communication issues, I was like, I just don't like I, I'm very much like, okay, well, this is the problem. I'm just going to shut down. Like, I don't, I don't need this then. Right. Like, it's fine. And I was like, I'm just going to play music by myself. And so that went into a really weird, ter- oh, I'm not even going to say weird because it's welcome and I am still slightly in it. Um, a territory of, I was like, I'm going to do this solo, like guitar only, no vocals album because I was very um, self-conscious about my vocals. And I was like, I'm going to base it off of a science fiction story. So... I was working on this science fiction story of, I, I don't remember what the original title was, but I remember the title I ended up with was Sin and the Adventures of the Irrelevant, like Sin spelled T-S-Y-N because that name came from Trevor because of course it did. <laughs> and um, like, okay, like basically I'm going to tell this story strictly through music and see if people can figure out the story without lyrics, without anything of what I was doing. And, and that never came into fruition. But then yet. I was like, yet. But then I really was like, no, I really like this story. And then I went into this whole like comic science fiction. Um, Coheating. Coheed has been my baby for (laughs) not not really my baby but Coheed has been my band since I was a teenager I have a Coheed tat on my left right right forearm Um, she had to put her hands up guys she had to put her hands up like left right I had to put my hands up to see which one made the L which hand made the L um Um, so I went down this and I was like, maybe I just like writing. And I like, I started thinking of all of these cool stories and really getting into reading and, um, anime and animations in general and, um, loved, just delved into that. And then she is an artist, by the way. Oh, I dabble in art, but thank you very much. All of the In Shallow Seas artwork is done by Veronica. So the fact that she's like, I dabble in artwork, get the fuck out of Fine, fine, fine. Yes. See, I, see, this is why you get oh, this. Shit. This is, <laughs> I, I feel like that's, that's been my, uh, that's been my button today. Um, no, I, I, I do art and I draw and Trevor draws phenomenally as well. So then we were he like, does. maybe we do this story together. And then I did the inking and he did the line work and we were working on the story and so I just kind of went into this whole, like, maybe music isn't for me going back into the whole music burned me. Mm. Um, and I was like, I just, I don't, I don't want to burn and I recognize this burns. <laughs> so I want to let my creative stuff out in other ways. And that was also, my dad was like, I'm going to let you have this phase, but I think you're a musician. And I'm like, okay, that's fair. <laughs> I'm like, dad, no, it's not a phase. It's not a phase, Um, so what pulls you out of that, that, that state of like, I'm going to get burned again. 
again it was only really recently um so i would do shows as people ask like danny ray like mm-hmm. and um we played with our, our Roman, romana blue um we have keyboardist brian freeman he was getting married oh can you play my wedding things like that so i mean i would occasionally play um and also now i feel like i mentioned everyone oh shout out you know shout out to romana blue in general and <laughs> yeah everyone in that but Woo. um yeah so um i would i would play that occasionally but not enough to really get burned. And then, you know, we would play and I'm like, okay, I think this is, I'm going to go back into my, my comics and my novels and reading about physics and whatever I could get my hands on. I went through a very avid reading phase. Still am in an avid reading phase. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world anyway. (laughs) Um, uh, and then I think there was also this level and this might be getting, this is getting a bit personal, but you know what? F it. Let's go. It's a podcast. Um, it's a podcast. <laughs> if I can't share my deepest, darkest secrets with everyone listening, who can I share it with? Um, <laughs> it was also, <laughs> it was this feeling of, and something I still battle with where I am either loved or I am hated and there is no in between. Mm. And, um, if I do not have active love, then that means you are actively hating me. And like even saying it out loud, it's like logically that is so incorrect. People can just exist without me being in their brain. Like that's fine. Um, But I felt like in of Apollo, especially because of the communication burns and like Mm. everything with the venues and this, I just felt like I burned so many bridges. So even every time I was like, I want to play music. I was like, I just feel like I burned every bridge. I couldn't even play in this area if I wanted to, because now everyone just hates my guts with the passion and they wish I died. How dramatic is that? Am I right? It's dramatic. Yeah, it's <laughs> dramatic. Um, but I'm, I, I've gotten out of that headspace, but like, admittedly, that's kind of where I was at. And it's like, well, there's no one's even thinking about me. Like no one even cares that I'm not playing music anymore. And, mm. you know, going back to the thought of music, I loved the way you phrased it and I'm going to butcher it. But what is music? Music is the uh, expression of thought through tone. Yeah. And I think I love that. I, I That's need... the actual Webster definition. Is it? Is I memorized it? it? Oh my God. I might get I that, that tattooed on me or something. I was actually going to say, okay, tat, let's go. <laughs> um, but I think there's a level of you also play for people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I play and I play because I need to get out what I'm getting out, which is also part of what burns me is because you're reliving this anger and this emotion that wasn't positive, but that's where I need to reach in order to play. Mm -hmm. But also I'm desperately playing that. So someone can hear my anger and emotion and just say, no, Hey, it's okay. Um, and so without me realizing that I have that like person or people there, like, um, to listen, I'm just like, well, I'm just screaming Mm. into a void and I'm just angry for no reason. So why am I doing this? Um, and I, I was just kind of like, it's, it's fine that life just is behind me now. Right. Um, what brought me back, I did not realize again, that anyone cared that I made any impact on anyone musically. Um, and then you guys asked me to join in shallow seas Yeah. and I was like, that was the first one of the first things I said to Trevor was like, they actually remember, they actually cared about my guitar playing. Like, I, cause it cause Trevor understands my thought process. I'm like, I didn't think that anyone actually cared about my music mm. period. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, it was really like, wow. Okay. And that led me into realizing 
you know, and you do that work for a lot of other people and, um, or you do that work in other facets where I'm like, okay, Veronica, you don't have to be so extreme and nothing is love and hate. Like you're fine. Right. Um, but I hadn't really unlocked that with music and, and jealousies has kind of taught me to unlock that. It's taught me like, it's okay to communicate. It's okay to be stress free. It's okay to play. Um, and then um, doing, again, doing Angel Number 9, where I had to constantly be playing. And and also, like, wonderful, the most beautiful cast and crew you could ever work with. Like, the such beautiful people. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot stress how much I, I love all of them. Um, that said, playing music and reaching into that place four nights a week was draining. And after not doing it for almost 10 years... Um, remembering like oh oh wait oh 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 my god this burns I forgot I forgot I got myself to a good place hold on why am I why am I like so trauma heavy right now like everything is so much how do I break out of this um and then but being in a place also because I had done the work around other facets of my life to be like oh okay honey now let's work on music let's let's kind of delve into why you have to reach there and um you know I talking to friends about that and like okay how do you manage this and how do we how do we figure this out um, and ultimately realizing, I think what it boiled down to for me was my entire life. I thought music was a receiving energy. I, I broke it down into like giving and receiving energy. Like you breathe in, you breathe out, you need to do both. Um, and I always thought that music was receiving for me. I always thought like, no music is self care without music I die because I was emo. <laughs> and, um, then realizing, no, music is a giving energy for me and that's okay. Right. But I need to balance it with receiving stuff. Exactly. And so then realizing like, Oh no, I can just give and also receive. And like, I found that balance. And again, angel number nine ended in the end of July. So this, when I say recent, I mean, recent. we're recording this end of September. Like this is very recent yeah. finding that I have been playing. We, we just recently started playing shows with inshallah seas and they've been some of the best shows I've ever played in my life. They are. They have um, been. I've been moving yeah. a lot more, drinking a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> Ow, shit. So I don't I, know where that button is, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, shit. Oh, here, shit. Here we go again. Here we go again. So I do want to play, Um, I was going to play, I'm going to play Branch Avenue 2, but I do want to play this one. It's Runaway from Of Apollo. Now, when I asked Trevor to, to um, I was like, hey, you know, me and Nelson got this idea because, you know, I had like just quit Humble Abode and stuff. And I remember there was a lead you played on this song, which is why I was like, yo, like, I remember you could shred. And I remember, like, watching your fingers on the acoustic video, your hands were just constantly moving. And I was like, yo, I was like, dude, if Veronica's down, man, that's like, you know, two birds with one stone. Like, let's get it. And, you know, I was hoping you were down because I remember, I think Trevor briefly mentioned, like, you know, we were kind of like, you know, taking a break from the music and bands and stuff because it was, you know, it was just a lot. So I'm going to play a little bit. I hope I'm at the right spot. It's during the breakdown. I think I'm at the right spot. Just bear with me, folks. This is Runaway of a Pop. This was nine years ago. Don't do that to me. <laughs> this was nine <laughs> years ago. How old were we? Uh. It's this part that I love that. It's so like we're gonna get a little bit of Trevor locals too.
Danny killing it on the drums. Does she drum? Does she did this? Uh, I forget how this went. He, he drummed it, but I just don't remember the specific like. Then y'all bring that break down and back again. I love that y'all ended it like that. It's just that. That was Runaway of Apollo. Who wrote that song? Uh, the lyrics were actually written by Danny. Danny wrote most of the lyrics, actually, for Shout that project. Shout out to Danny. Yeah, no, Danny. I never knew that. Oh, my God. Danny writes, dude. Like, Danny goes in. <laughs> um, there is quite honestly, and I, I feel like this is actually turning into like a, a Danny fangirl podcast right now. But like, <laughs> oh, my God. Danny <laughs> No, like literally anything Danny touches is like pure gold. Like Danny is so good at so many things and it blows my mind. Um, I'm so proud of him and I'm so proud that I'm like, hey, I'm your sister and I love you. <laughs> um, going back to the whole like friends who've become family, Danny Ray is definitely like a big brother to me. Um, but yeah, no, Danny wrote the lyrics for that. And then me and Trevor wrote the guitars. And I, I actually, I don't recall if I'm the one or Trevor was the one who does it. I don't. Whoever did it. That whoever was did, such whoever a did it got me in shallow seas. No, and uh, again, like I said, I remember seeing the acoustic video, and I just remember your hands constantly moving, and I was like, "Yo, you, you." And I remember like seeing you because I, I went to a lot of you guys shows, like a lot of y'all shows, because uh, I was like messing with the basses at the time, and that's a whole story. You guys heard it on the first episode, um, and you know, I just was really <laughs> like, I was just super impressed with it, and. um Again, you know, it's really hard finding musicians that are like a pair. So it's like with Nelson, it's like a package. Like you get a bassist and a drummer. So it was like, oh, we get a guitarist, vocalist, you know, and everything. So it's like it was it was good. And I just remember I knew like after I heard um, like even with Pockets, like when Pockets came out, I was like, OK, we're kind of testing the water. But when Baja came out, I was like, this this is it. And. Um, like like Veronica said, like we've played, I think we've played two shows as a band, and both times, despite the technical difficulties we've had, they have been the best shows I've ever played. I don't know, it's just something. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> it's something with the energy, like it's just so good. I mean, the Art Fest show was like, you know, we were stressed about that Helena cover. And for it to come out the way it did, we was like, this is... I was so surprised like that I'm like, wait, this is going in. And I also do just want to say, Trevor and I did another uh, acoustic set in between those two shows. And even that one was like, that one was uh, Rock the Hostel in Indiana. They went all the way out to Indiana. Uh, it was the <laughs> funnest 36 hours of my life. Um, <laughs> but like we, we did that. And even that, just playing these songs, like I love the flow of everything. And I love just like... I feel like, all right, again, you know, why not tell your deepest, darkest secrets to people who you've never met before? Um, Post-hardcore is typically not my forte. It's not my go-to genre. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like, and it, it goes back to what I said at the origin, um, at the beginning of the podcast, where um, I just, I don't think you should be in a box. I think you should just play whatever the hell you want to play. Uh, party hard, live your life. It doesn't matter what 
the genre calls for just do whatever you want just play and i feel like we have found this pocket (laughs) we found a pocket no i found like i feel like we found this niche like this pocket within this genre where we are experimenting like no like technically i guess if you had to define us we would be in the job we were actually just talking about this we would we would be in post-hardcore but i feel like the way we play it is very much like but do what you want with it and have fun like i don't think i play leads that are specific to post-hardcore no this is the most rockish stuff i've ever played in my life actually it's been a really cool learning curve um like like in terms of like post-hardcore stuff um um but i'm also like I, I tell Trevor this all the time. Like, look, I'm not, I, I know this is the genre, like in this specific part, this is what a lead guitar typically does. And I'm going to tell you that's bullshit. Cause I don't <laughs> want to do that. Cause that's not what the song calls for because Sean is over here doing this shit on bass. I'm not going to cover that up and I need to let that shine. So I'm going to do this instead. And you're doing this vocally. So why am I going to like, why am I going to tap over that? That doesn't make any freaking sense. Like I don't get it. So just instead of worrying about what the genre does, worry about how we as musicians vibe. And I think that vibe, I hope that vibe just shines through. No, it does. And I'm glad you pointed that out because that's one thing I do appreciate about your, 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 um, the way you approach songs is that you're very mindful of other musicians. And I'm kind of the same, like when I wrote like Baja and stuff it was all with the intention of like I want to create this space where it's like I'm not constricting you from doing you and you know we, we can all just feed off each other and stuff like that and I feel like with Baja is not really I mean we do but I think like the main one I really feel it on is doctor I feel like doctor we just like because we actually sat down in you guys's houses and like sat down and like worked on it and i and i would definitely love to do that more in the future as we like write more songs and i think doctor right now is like my that's my baby like i love like and the fact that we start off with that song it's just so good like i'm not trying to spoil it because it hasn't been released yet so but honestly same (laughs) doctor is my favorite song that we've ever um we've ever played to but i guess it's not a spoiler because if you come to our shows you get to hear it we just don't have a recording yet come to our shows Uh, come come see us live we're very nice people i'll tell you my deep dark secrets in person (laughs) too i guess (laughs) (laughs) while doing it on the podcast while doing it on the podcast um but no, I, I think we have a really good vibe here. I think all of us are very, um, I love what all of us bring to this project and I have never ever in my life, like this is the least stress of ever, least stress, meaning almost zero stress right. ever coming from this <laughs> band. Um, everyone is so chill and understanding. It's just like, oh no, like you do it when you do it. And we all love music, but we also recognize like, other priorities and families and you know and just everyone is so uplifting and like i love you guys so much like i mean even yesterday something completely and i'm not gonna get into it here but like something completely not band related happened and i'm like texting the group chat and i'm just like guys this isn't even related to this but and like all of the guys just were like okay we're gonna tell you we're gonna cheer veronica up and i'm like guys are just so freaking nice i love you so much it should be a family and i remember nelson when we were in sideshow um he he very was um adamant about us like hanging out outside of just band practices and i think that's the key it's like yes we're bandmates yes we're musicians but are we friends beyond this is it just the music that is bringing us together and i think that over the course of the excuse me the few months that we've 
you know, played shows and practice and stuff. We, you know, we've hung out. We've, you know, you've gotten us McDonald's when we came over to record, you know, you, you, Veronica stayed trying to feed us. I like feeding people. <laughs> She's like, you hungry? You want some coffee? Um, I actually had a really good Gatorade from Trevor with the little self blender thing. Remember? Oh yeah. Wait, no, we why have are the, you making that face? We have the powder. Cause I was like, what the hell did they sell at the gas station that had an internal blender? And I got very confused. I was about to go on like this whole road trip to try and find it. No, uh, we have the powder Gatorade. And so he knows how to, no, that, he knows that was the good. Ratios. That was really good. Yeah. But, um, no, that, yeah. And I think that's important that outside of the music, like, you know, um, I don't, like I said, I'm sensitive, so like sometimes I'll put some sensitive stuff out there, stuff that I'm dealing with, and the band is very, very um, supportive in that, and they just, you know, it is, it's all love at the end of the day, and I think whatever happens, regardless of the music or whatever happens with the band, I, I, I know like we're all going to be on good terms, and we're all going to like be there for each other to some extent and things like that, so it's just really good, and I agree. To like, all extent. To Sorry, all but... extent. It's really good to just see that that type of atmosphere in the in the band now there was one question i did want to ask you now and then i'm gonna to have to wrap it up but i um and this is specifically for you it's like oh yeah <laughs> how you know with being a woman what were the like challenges you faced as like a musician if if any all um, of them no um the specifically the kind the way I play guitar specifically the genres uh, again the whole thing about genres but that's my <laughs> point um specifically how I play and the genres I play and they're very male dominated um, mm -hmm. and I have definitely dealt with so so many experiences of um things related to specifically me being a woman or like microaggressions or hey literally has happened to me uh you can't play this uh show if you don't send me a picture of your tits um has happened to me uh you can't play this show unless you send me a selfie and i see if you're good looking enough um wow. or hey i'll collab but like hey but like you know oh, you cute though and i'm like or we can just stick to music yeah. and stick to friendship or stick to whatever. Like, I don't, I don't want to go down that route or, you know, I've gotten also the, you know, I'm playing and I play more than like, you know, standard chords or power chords or whatever. And the, but like, okay, but like, I guess maybe you can try, but like, maybe you like, you're, I'm better. Like the, like, I'm, it's not a cock size fight. Like I win, but no, I'm kidding. Um, but like, you know what I mean? It, <laughs> but, um, it's just constantly having to prove and to do things that I feel like so many guys don't have to deal with. Like, right. Like I, I, and I'm not, I don't know what your experiences are in life, but I, think it would be less likely for someone to have asked you for a dick pic in order to play a show. That's true. Um, and so those things happen constantly. And it's always like, I'm always fighting microaggressions, going to a show, like looking out. And I remember playing, like setting up a guitar and just, Oh, can that little girl play that big thing? And just like, okay, like whatever, but constantly getting comments like that. Yeah. And I do want to admit and this, you know, go, you youngins out there listening to this. Hell yeah, man. Keep fighting. Cause the past 10 years I went back to play music just, and 
so many of that has has disappeared Died, yeah like i mean i don't get any of those mic i i mean you get them occasionally but i don't get nearly as many i don't get anything like that anymore and it's just because the way things are changing just 10 years and like and even thinking back right like 10 years before i played like the shit that women probably had to go through that i didn't have to go through because things kept changing but it's it's a struggle sometimes and i just more than anything i just want to be acknowledged as a musician. musician i am a woman i'm happy to be a woman i love i love being a woman I play guitar and uh, I don't know if this is too vulgar for your podcast, but if I'm not playing with my tits, I don't understand what me being a woman has to do with my guitar playing skills, which to be honest, if I could play guitar with my tits, I think that would actually, (laughs) that would be cool in and of itself, but that's also not why you're, you'd be there. Um, but I don't see what me being a woman has to do with that. Um, so just acknowledge the guitar playing and then let's go and let's talk as musicians. And if you wouldn't say it to a guy, don't say it to me. Um, Go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, no, no. I, th- I was oh, waiting oh, for your speech to oh, end. I, th- I, don't, I, I think that's just about it. Like, you know, I, I just, I love playing and I've dealt with so much shit, but I know it's going to get better and we just got to, you know, keep fighting. And, um, it just feels so, so good how to see how things have progressed, honestly. <laughs> there it is. Thank you. Well, well said. Well said. And I, I, I just wanted to touch on that because, I think that is an important topic to bring up. And I'm glad that you pointed out that it's not happening as often because I'm pretty sure you guys don't know Veronica's in a band with three guys. They would get their asses kicked. So it's, (laughs) you know what I mean? So it's like, don't, don't do that. Um, And I do think it comes from a, an intimidation. Like they, they're, they're, um, they feel slighted or whatever by a woman playing guitar. It's like, dude, I remember like I complimented, tots on her bass playing skills and all i said was hey you're a great musician i was like you're a great bassist and that was it and i remember she said that comment meant so much to her because she always got the backhand compliment like you're a great musician for, for a, a girl yeah, no, yeah. And not even a woman like girl like you know what i mean so um i'm glad you pointed that out and i'm glad that it's definitely gotten a lot better and i you know um you are in and in shallow seas because you're a talented musician and you know everyone in in the shallow seas is talented but you're here so we're going to talk we're going to we're going to we're going to give you your flowers on me. <laughs> we're going to give you your flowers you're talented <laughs> and i remember harmony was listening to Shout out to Harmony, by the way. Shout out to Harmony. By Love the way. Harmony. <laughs> she was listening also to. Also, shout out to Hannah. How, shout out to Hannah and Harmony for like being wives <laughs> to Nelson and Sean and just like being so amazing and putting up with our shit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, she was listening to Doctor. And I think she was like, ooh, I was like, yeah, that's Veronica shredding. Like, Veronica be shredding. I'd be like, Veronica be getting it in. So, um, yeah. You know, so we've we got your musical we got your musical journey. Um, again, thank you for coming. We I appreciate you. Next, we got to get Trevor, and then I want to get the full band. I just want to have us like a, just a chill, just talking shit and eating shit and drinking shit, and we're just gonna shit everywhere. <laughs> Shout out Crohn's disease. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys for uh, listening to. Uh, uh, rapping with Ace. Uh, do you want to shout out um, your social media if you want people to follow you 
<laughs> oh, uh, sure. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, Vron the Bardbarian. Um, that is Bardbarian. Um, bard. Yeah, miss, mixing the bard and the barbarian there because uh, I do love me some Dungeons and Dragons. And she does covers, so you can check out her covers. She did a cover of bedrock nelson didn't know what that is i'm like how do you not know what bedrock is he'll learn eventually (laughs) he'll learn eventually (laughs) so we do have a show october 21st thank you um and november 3rd Mm -hmm. november we're waiting for the flyer (laughs) sorry guys (laughs) cut that cut that cut that cut that cut that so uh again thank you guys i'm your host ace this is veronica um this will probably be uploaded tomorrow (laughs) so Thank you guys for pay, uh, listening to Rapping with Ace. See you guys next time. And I hopefully I can play the intro correctly. Yes. Forget a cliche. Y'all know how to say and go. What? I'm just saying, though. I've been going eight for a minute like a saying, though. They like what you saying, though. Money on the move. That's my version of a bankroll. Crowd in the back. Got my back. Then they screaming, go. If you think I lack, go on right. Hey, you dreaming, bro. I can't even lie. I've been living like I'm dreaming, though. Said you trying to make it real. Tell